Hi, this is Bill Watkins with Bill's Poetique, Volume 2. Maybe it's ladies' night. I don't know. Been a great week. I hope you guys are well. It's always a great week in sobriety. I'm just going to pitch real quick. Uh, Life just gets better sober in my experience. It's been good to me. It's better than dead. Put it that way. Good title for a poem. Better Off Dead, though. That's a movie title. Can't use it. Hey, have you ever been writing and have writing ideas? Turn off the heater here. Uh, And uh, you think what a good idea it is to Google the title of your idea. Make sure it's not taken. Isn't that smart? Tell you something. As I'm talking to myself, to you, it's called a podcast. It's weird. Um, But quickly just want to share my passion for poetry and other stuff words if you uh, haven't heard is something i enjoy um started writing poetry because i prayed to god to get poetry into my life traveling through mexico in 1995 really my first earnest prayer with sort of like a childlike belief pure belief and faith I just knew there'd be something good if I prayed. So I did. And a couple of weeks into those prayers for poetry, I finally left a ritzy area of Mexico, San Miguel de Allende in Guanajuato, Mexico. Very nice. Went into a poor area one day, poorer area, experienced more, felt more. My five senses were all being challenged and kind of... uh, stimulated, I guess. And uh, the next morning I was awakened with lines of poetry in Spanish and in English, every other line out of my dreams. So it was kind of neat. I hated poetry in high school. I didn't understand it. it. went over my head and I hoped it was never on a test or anything like that. I just couldn't understand poetry without a teacher's help. So those are the type of things in sobriety I got into with spiritual sort of awakening that I've had, higher power in my life, and sort of the open door to truth uh, that started when I went to a recovery center where a loved one had checked herself in. I went in support and a social worker at that recovery center in Palm Desert squared me up, and I started telling the truth. I was about 20, I was 22 years old, 22 and a half years old, started to finally tell the truth. Um, I'm middle-aged now, I'm 46, it's terrible. Um, body parts start to sag, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of bad sometimes. But with God, higher power, some form of higher power, you can overcome anything, I think. Back to poetry, so this week uh, I worked on permissions a lot to try to post other people's work on my website, uh, classic poems. Ted Hughes is uh, f- super popular. Rest in peace, Ted. Uh, but was husband of Sylvia Plath. Some know him as that, but just an amazing poet in his own right. And um, was poet laureate of England for a time. I've uh, been trying to get his poems back on my site. I had them up on my site before I sort of had consciousness that ah, maybe I shouldn't put up poems if I haven't checked copyright um, <laughs> copyrights yet. <laughs> and so I finally checked. And it turns out it's pretty strict around Ted Hughes and some other poets too, and some of the works that have been published. It's kind of wise if you want to obey the law and not infringe on copyrights 
to check into those things before you post other people's work. Um, something I've been up to, uh, I've been doing uh, without getting too into that. I've come across an amazing um, lady poet named Catherine Mansfield. A pretty pretty big presence online. You can look up Catherine Mansfield, New Zealander, and um, lived a short life thir- till, till 34 years old. Um, passed away at that young age, but just spectacular work. Mostly known, I think, as a storyteller. Short stories, but oh my goodness, her poetry is is gifted. Like I hope mine is, um, you know, it's just <laughs> writing in the era era of about nineteen ten and nineteen teens, just outstanding. And beyond that, just a great imagination. <laughs> she's sexy. She's childlike, and just raw, earthly, honest, probing, playful, which kind of all all those adjectives kind of revolve on themselves and kind of describe the same thing. Uh, just power and prowess, earth, mother earth, speaking through honest woman, beautiful. And uh, maybe I can recite something, not recite something, read something here. You can catch her online. Uh, I'm, I've just applied for the rights to one poem, not online. That's sort of my um, my requisite to apply for the rights to post a poem or publish a poem on my site is it's not online anywhere else, right? It's uh, I try to make it a community service or I mean a world service to get great work on the internet. It's just kind of something I hope to do. Um, I've applied for the rights to this poem, A Sunset, and uh, I'm going to read it now. Um, a beam of light was shaken out of the sky. I'm going to turn off the volume to Back to the Future, running in the background here. Should I allow the visual? Yes, I'm going to allow the visual. Okay. A beam of light was shaken out of the sky. Onto the brimming tide, and there it lay, palely tossing like a creature condemned to die, who has loved the bright day. Excuse me, who has loved the bright day. My eyes aren't as good as they used to be. (laughs) Ah, who are these that wing through the shadowy air? She cries in agony. Are they coming for me? The big waves crooned to her. Hush now. There now, there. There is nothing to see. But her white arms lift to cover her shining head. And she presses close to the waves to make herself small. On their listless knees, the beam of light lies dead. And the birds of shadow fall. From 1919, it's Catherine Mansfield. Extremely attractive through the page for me. I've been a little bit aroused reading her material <laughs> the last week. I'm such a silly boy, but a true one, I hope. And no, just, just, she'll, she reaches out through the page 
from 1911 and grabs your cojones in a lot of her work. Uh, so I'll come back to, okay, the first poem I ever, I don't know where I picked up this book. This is a printing 1931 uh, of a 1924 book, Poems by uh, Catherine Mansfield, the lone poetry book compiled kind of for her that I know of, um, but one that required me to do a long application to try to get her rights to uh, publish one of her poems. Poem Hunter has got a ton of her poems, a lot. So look for more. This was the first one I saw. It's in the Rangitaki Valley. It sounds Japanese or something. I looked it up. I do believe it's in New Zealand. New Zealand's not that far from Japan, isn't it? Is it? Anyways, in the Rangitani Valley. So this is the first thing I laid on eyes on about Catherine. Oh, valley of waving broom. Oh, lovely, lovely light. Oh, heart of the world, red gold. Breast high in the blossom I stand. It beats about me like waves of a magical golden sea. The barren heart of the world, alive at the kiss of the sun, the yellow mantle of summer flung over a laughing land, warm with the warmth of her body, sweet with the kiss of her breath. O valley of waving broom, O lovely, lovely light, O mystical marriage of earth with the passionate summer sun, to her lover she holds a cup, and the yellow wine o'erflows. He has lighted a little torch, and the whole of the world is ablaze. Prodigal wealth of love, breast high in the blossom I stand. What? I read that, I said, huh? Breast blossom kissing? Oh, from 1909. That's uh, Catherine Mansfield. Holy crud. I read that. It was the first poem of this volume. I went back to the title. I said, who is this again? What's her name? You start looking her up. You're like, holy crud. Whoa, her heart. Body. Se sexy. It's all over the page. <sighs> 1909? You don't think, you know, they're wearing the, they, they don't show skin when they wear their clothes at that time. It's like, <laughs> and she's just bearing it all. That's some good stuff. I just going to have to go for a third here because then uh, now this is the second poem I ever read. So I turn the page. I'm like, okay, I highlighted that first title. <laughs> you can find that poem on Poem Hunter, by the way. And so can you find this one called Spring Wind in London? My third, I will say, for the night. I blow across the stagnant world. I blow across the sea. For me, the sailor's flag unfurled. For me, the uprooted tree. My challenge to the world is hurled. The world must bow to me. I drive the clouds across the sky. I huddle them like sheep. Merciless shepherd dog am I, and shepherd watch I keep. If in the quiet vales they lie, I blow them up 
the steep. Lo, in the treetops do I hide in every living thing. On the moon's yellow wings I glide, on the wild rose I swing, on the seahorse's back I ride. And what then do I bring? And when a little child is ill, I pause, and with my hand I wave the window curtain's frill, that he may understand. Outside the wind is blowing still, it is a pleasant land. O、oh, stranger in a foreign place, see what I bring to you. This rain is tears upon your face. I tell you, tell you true. I came from that forgotten place where once the wattle grew. Wattle, wattle. <laughs> All the wild sweetness of the flower tangled against the wall. It was that magic, silent hour. The branches grew so tall, they twined themselves into a bower. The sun shone, and the fall of yellow blossom on the grass. You feel that golden rain. Both of you could not hold, alas! Both of you tried in vain. A memory, stranger. So I pass. It will not come again. What? Nineteen oh nine? Huh? Is she beautiful? Just a beautiful girl, woman. I'm sorry. Words on a page from nineteen oh nine. Grabbing us. Four. Let's go. Keep going. Sleeping together, by Catherine. Sleeping together. How tired you were. How warm our room. How the firelight spread on walls and ceiling and great white bed. We spoke in whispers as children do. And now it was I, and then it was you. Slept a moment to wake, my dear. I'm not at all sleepy. One of us said, "Was it a thousand years ago?" I woke in your arms. You were sound asleep and heard the pattering sound of sleep of sheep. Excuse me. Softly, I slipped to the floor and crept to the curtained window. Then, while you slept, I watched the sheep pass by in the snow. O、oh, flock of thoughts, with their shepherd fear, shivering, desolate, out in the cold. That entered into my heart to fold a thousand years. Was it yesterday, when we two children, of far away, clinging close in the darkness, lay sleeping together? How tired you were! <sighs> That's Catherine Mansfield. I'm in love. You know, I I fall in love a lot. I was a messed up. Young man, I'm sorry if mom's listening and she hates hearing stuff like that. But I, I, I was messed up in a key area, and I hope even if she is listening now, and and anyone who's sensitive to a, a negative concept of the past or to harp on something at all negative, it the recovery is beautiful. Alcoholics Anonymous and the things that have helped me, glorious. Dao De Jing, the other things I I do to find truth and spirit. Um, you know, a Christian here and there, the Bible here and there, things that speak truth, like these, this poem, like these poetry, like these poems and these poets, um, have all I've gotten recovery from a time 
that just was deficient in expression of love. I didn't know how or, or how to do that. It was deficient. I had alcohol at five years old, a little sip or two. I started drinking with friends at 12, was blacking out by 13. And all of that time, well, at eight years old, nine years old, third grade, I fell in love. You know, I had a crush and couldn't report it. And that was repeated over and over. I was in love and I didn't tell her. It's a sin at some point to not be truthful. That's just sinful. It just leads to problems. Add to that a concept I'll throw at you. Maybe I'll put, um, I'll, I'll offer one of my poems uh, soon. It feeds in possibly to the conversation called The Wife of Your Youth. That's a Bible concept. That's a Torah concept, an Old Testament concept from Proverbs and Malachi, especially Ecclesiastes has a kind of a reference. The wife of your youth. Do not deal treacherously with the wife of your youth. Rejoice with the wife of your youth. Um, I didn't heed that. There was a wife of my youth once, third grade. It was glorious. Little Anne, so pretty. She loved tennis. I loved tennis. There she was. Uh, I didn't know what to say. And I didn't, I didn't sort of have, frankly, anyone to help me or advise or no one to talk to. I was by myself. Um, uh, I wish I could have talked to my dad. He passed away a little over a year ago. Um, not much of a I love you type of guy, but a neat guy who was loved by by many. I would say almost thousands, definitely over a thousand people sort of at his funeral. And, and he was just a highly loved man for good reason. He had a great spirit, great Christmas spirit, great jovial spirit. Um, no one's perfect. You know, he had a sore spot and a rough spot here and there out on the golf course. If he sliced one or he hooked one. Yeah. I mean, you're, he's going to get ticked. Um, but anyways, I didn't have, uh, the soft side of life down pat and long story short let's get back to Catherine uh mansfield slash i was just going to make sure i'm cued to offer the wife of your youth by by bill watkins is this silly poet out of los angeles <laughs> here's a humor piece my second gift after poetry is humor I say that, oh, yes, oh, you're funny, huh? Tell a joke. Well, what do the puddles say to the mud? My sediments exactly. But um, um, why the guy work at the mint to make money? So anyways, <laughs> this is dumb. But um, my second prayer in life after poetry, a year later in 1995, I asked for poetry, got it for my dreams, thanks to God, higher power. And a year later, I was driving to a 12-step meeting called Al-Anon, for the family member, a friend of an alcoholic, which I loved, loved these meetings. Um, and I was heading out and I noticed this flip-flop of emotions I'd feel in life between meetings. Meetings were a high and a rush and a spiritual awakening reawakened and humor was present. There was a Monday, Wednesday, Friday meeting in Sierra Madre, California um, at a Episcopal church. And in a, in a kind of a classroom, on the wall, there was a little sign 
it said, uh, don't take your life too seriously. You may never get out of it alive. That's a dumb little, silly little joke, but it made me like giggle a little bit, or I just kind of cracked a smile when I was in those meetings and the meetings were fun and truth was being told and gosh darn it, truth is funny and it's sometimes very sad and we need tissue paper because we're crying, but then the other side is really funny. Uh, like a common theme in my poetry is 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 a rainbow. You know, it's a the, what follows the rain is it's it's the beautiful sky and it's it's often it's sometimes a rainbow. Um, you know, we go through we we confront the pain, we let the pain happen, and the glory's on the other side of it. If we escape the pain, we don't get the glory. You know, this is that's like key to my sobriety or key. I think one of the keys of sobriety. If you ever try it or want to be getting recovery, saying some saying no to something difficult to say no to, is is feeling pain. The willingness to feel pain, short term pain, for long term gain. To quote uh, Father Tom Weston, speaks on the subject of twelve steps and recovery and you know different topics, Bible. Um. So I was driving out to one that Al-Anon meeting at that Episcopal church in Sierra Madre one day on a Wednesday, probably out in traffic a little bit on the 210 freeway in Pasadena. And I knew where I was heading and I knew between meetings I was not laughing enough. <laughs> I was just, you know, I would, I would come into these meetings kind of limping going, geez, I'm a little serious. I had a little class clown in me growing up. I mean, I, I had humor, but it was a little erratic, making fun of people, sarcastic, mean. It was all over the place. It went alongside my alcoholism. I mean, shoot, I was everything, racist, sexist. It was all over the board. I hadn't didn't have a ground and I didn't have a savior or a God or a higher power guiding me or no code that was really in. I went to Catholic uh, church and CCD and, you know, Sunday school. And there were some things and we had some rules and I knew some rules and knew some laws, but there's just no overriding. This is my code and yada, yada. But, um, I went for my second big prayer. I just was childlike enough to think I believe hundred percent believe I'd get a result if I just in my car, my little geo storm <laughs> driving out to this meeting, if I kind of looked up and asked God for a sense of humor, God gave me a sense of humor. I got it immediately. What does that mean? Oh, I was kind of asking, I knew I needed it for my health, but it means you see the light side of stuff. You get a perspective. You can detach from situations and giggle and see the light side and push the light side and imagine, imagine a light side and go with it. And I developed it. So I got two things. Of course, I've gone for third, fourth, fifth, sixth thing from God. No, the answer is no. 46. God's like, no, you got two. <laughs> That's good. Solomon got one. Um, if you remember the story, um, Bill, you got two. So Solomon got wisdom, if those know the Old Testament story, King Solomon. But um, so I got more than Solomon. But uh, so, yeehaw. Um, but I asked uh, for those things and I got them, sense of humor. That all came about this story because I was looking for my poem, The Wife of Your Youth. And I came across an essay I wrote, humor, called The Search for My Fourth Wife. I don't know if you guys want to hear it. I call it a pen name for this piece on my website by Will Workinson. I have no idea why. I said, hey, hello, my name is Will. 
that never seems to impress anyone, but I say it anyway because it is sort of true. I steer away from absolute truths most of the time because they can be somewhat boring and and, and inconsequential. <laughs> I think of Dr. Evil, inconsequential, when he's telling his story. I used to know his monologue a little bit in that therapy session, Dr. Evil, with, uh, gosh, was it the first one or the second? I think it's the first Austin Powers. I don't know. Don't quote me, boy, because I ain't said stuff. I steer away because inconsequential. I write comedy pieces a lot, which hardly anyone likes. (laughs) I am better at poetry, maybe because I was named in part after William Shakespeare by parents who never read. That's not that funny, but (laughs) years ago, I read in an old secondhand Bible that Solomon had many wives, but also had written Proverbs one of them exalting the wife of your youth. Oh, there we go. And that you should rejoice with her, be with her, honor her, etc. Then Malachi came along and warned us not to deal treacherously with the wife of your youth, like I said. I am currently seeking my fourth wife with vigor. Despite these warnings from the Bible, one of which especially suspicious due to one of the warners' polygamy. Okay. One thing I'm commenting on my own stuff. One thing I'm pretty sure of little Billy, Tommy, Ricky, Mike, Jonathan, Susie, Penelope, and Roberta, Roberta will be so happy to find a proper mom. If you're out there, give me a call. I tend to carry my kids around like luggage, which I'm sure they appreciate and enjoy. They seem to like multiple Christmases and zigzagging all over the country to be with their moms and their families. <laughs> This guy screwed up. This isn't me. This is Will. I'm sorry. What was his name? This is written by um, Will Workinson. I, but it may be me, actually, who wrote this. Um, I never sit down and ask my kids how they feel, but I have a sixth sense about such things and know they love the adventure of it all. <laughs> I fall in love a lot. And am not too into vows or commitment. Would you consider hanging out with me and being my fourth experiment? And I have a picture of a heart. (laughs) Tweak much? That is tweaked. (laughs) I had a comedy coach, have one, named Dave at the Ice House in Pasadena. I call him my comedy coach, (laughs) Dave. And um, it was Dave... I presented my first comedy efforts on stage too. And I brought my resentment list was my first comedy concept. I just brought my AA kind of things I was ticked at and various things. And Dave would comment after the, after my auditions and I wasn't ready for prime time for a while, but one thing he said really key for better, for worse, he said, (laughs) He said, Bill, I like your alcoholism bit. It's good because it's you. It's really you. It's truthful for you. But hey, you know what? This is comedy. This is the stage. You can be anything up there. Kind of do anything, be anything. It's just cool because I never heard an adult tell me that in general. Like you could be anything if you want to be, which is cool in and of itself. But he was kind of, he was saying, of course, you can pretend, play act, kind of goof around take on different topics and different. And in the end, for me, characters, I do characters, 
I've written my own characters, <laughs> messed around. So next thing you know, Dave, my comedy coach, created sort of a monster in some ways. Because eventually, after a few efforts out there, he unleashed this thing of bringing three or four characters up to the stage when I'd go up. Some of them, I mean, yeah. So they're goofy and tweaked. I don't know if I'm going to do them now. I like to do comedy live because there's laughter. And I like to do poetry. I'm fine with this podcast with poetry. Uh, first gift, poetry, because I just love freaking, I love it. I love words and poetry into the abyss, like freaking Catherine Mansfield, man. Hold on. Okay, so I'm strapping on Catherine Mansfield onto my region right now. It's like sitting on my lap. But you know what? This woman, I'm going to keep reading her poems. She wants to be on my area. I kid you not. This woman was like, I'm into sex, man. In some ways, I I'm I love life. I want to lay on the ground naked and wait for the man. I, I don't know. I, she didn't say that exactly, but I'm going to keep reading his poems and you're going to see she's trying to hook up with God. She's trying to hook up with the sky. She's trying to hook up with the earth. I, I'm not even kidding, man. So she is dope. And I don't know. I just wanted to just burst onto that because, oh, I was thinking of that when I'm saying, okay, I could do comedy right now and do some characters, but I'd rather have laughter. So I'd rather see you at the Ice House in Pasadena on February 10th. Um, if it's, if CIA is listening or these people don't like, you know, what I report sometimes, you know, if God be for me, who could be against me? I, I just have to put the disclaimer out. I think sometimes because my stands uh, and squaring up CIA for killing John F. Kennedy and various uh, statements I've made and articles I've written, I feel like someone may like to know where I am just to, you know, punch my card. But I believe in God and I don't uh, fear evil. Um, so I stand up. <laughs> That's I, I digress. Um, so Catherine Mansfield. Oh, so doing this 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 podcast see where it goes but it's poetry and it's in the wind and i don't need applause and it's out there because that's what Catherine mansfield was doing bro i swear i i, I kid you not she's listening right now she's in the wind man she's waiting to hook up with me that's poetry man and i'm throwing her poetry out. I'm about to throw mine out into the wind. And it's like there. Now, comedy, it's like a second gift for me. And it's awesome. And I love connecting with people. And I'm out there. Two characters. I'm just sitting here going, I think I'm going to just hold off and just stay, keep it on the stage for real comedy. And I'm going to stay with poetry right here. And I'm just loving it. I love the sound of it. Anyways, so I have two Wife of Your Youth poems. I got a part two and a part one. Part one, one of my favorite poems that came to me. I mean, you brag about your own poetry, but they kind of come to me. So it's kind of a, it's a conversation. It's part from inspiration, where I am, the vibe, sometimes dreams, in part me, okay, I did study and look into some things and have some words. I have the best words. <laughs> Trump. I have the best words. Donald Trump, God bless him. 
poor guy. He just needs a friend. Somebody give him a hug. Just hug him. Give him huggies and loveies. My villains get hugs. When I write my book, I have a couple good couple books out. Market a book here and there. Not Veroff Chronicles about a child revolution. It takes place in the near future. Children rise up, get the vote. Star Peace is coming out soon. But my villain, yeah, he, he needs hugs and Trump needs a hug. Just hug him. Give him a kiss. Love him. That's how the Nazis get healed. I'm sorry, the racists, whatever. You can't hate a racist. That doesn't that doesn't work to get a result. You love a racist. Love them. Love your enemy. Ready? I wrote this in Columbus, Ohio, 2007. Uh, in a in a motel, half watching Turner Classic movies. I was kind of living more in the middle of the night, kind of coming, uh, sleeping some in the day, coming out. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It was cold. March, Columbus. It was coldest month of my life. I'm kind of a lightweight. I'm from Southern California. I've done skiing and stuff like that. Not not for years, but I used to. But um, this was living for thirty plus days. Waiting, I was um, quickly just trying to write an email, spur on a volleyball team to get to Columbus to play in a Final Four at that on that year. And my UC Santa Barbara, I played volleyball over there, got drunk too much, and but I did get a degree and whatnot. Um, played volleyball for that team, and I supported the team afterwards as an alum. And one of the things I did was take a bus to Columbus from LA. Um, and tried to write an email to spur on the Gauchos, UC Santa Barbara Gaucho volleyball team to make it to the final four. They didn't make it, but I was out there just, um, trying to write an email and get a, give them a vibe and try to inspire the coach, Ken Preston. Um, I wrote this poem. I had been in Ventura the previous 30 days, uh, following my UCSB team around, just trying to support them. Then my the coach Ken got mad at me one day and I left and I went to Columbus and tried to spur him on there. It's there's more to the story, but I mean, really? Um, so I write, I wrote this poem, the wife of your youth kind of between Ventura and Columbus. I was in cold Columbus when I wrote it. The wife of my youth from the first whistle comes calling in the night from rooms, cold and silent. Out onto the dark bark, the chime of alarm. Alarming, isn't it? The truth, the sound, the one. From zero to all, infinity, the wife of my youth. Malachi, did he paradise find? I did in AA, where Jesus' day at a time grew legs. I'm turning off back to the future. I'm just down with poetry right now. Where Jesus' day at a time grew legs, like poems. I screwed that up. Okay, AA, where Jesus' day at a time grew legs. Ready? Come on. Like poems, like whistles, how alike are waves, lives, lived paradise bound. Lives lived to be lost, the bark of the found, the smart truth of the hound. What was the hope that I could fate jump? Hate rid? (laughs) I cope with one because in third grade I met her. She needed no thing. 
it was Shelley Wright was it happened the first whistle in the air the sound of care her eyes hair I'm done paradise found a dream unraveled in Dao De Sheng do nothing and nothing does you first wife love thank you thanks thanks for the applause <laughs> done that live before in Santa Barbara I did get an applause there so I was just kind of trying to conjure that that memory of getting applause there when I said but um, that's the wife of my youth I've written other works called the wife of your youth <laughs> um, I have a work here entitled alcoholism and ucsb that's probably pretty good no it's a little lengthy yeah, for another time that was to try to publish in their newspaper over there catherine mansfield come on let's get back to catherine real quick so that's the wife of wife of my youth i don't know the awakening river i mean maybe i'm gonna have to talk to about catherine for the next couple of podcasts keep stay ladies night i mean blowing me away and as i say blow i know there's a double meaning there and she was all about that she's got these double meanings it's sexual it's awesome i'm in you know the awakening river the sea child these are titles that i want to get to the earth child in in the grass <laughs> oh man i can try it see if it comes out here here's the earth child in the grass by Catherine mansfield a new zealander spent a lot of time in england in her life and france traveled italy i believe she just got around like me try to be a traveling poet my website by the way is travelingpoet.net one l Please look me up. Say hi. If you're a Trump supporter, I love you. I love you too. It's, it's okay. It's fine. Um, I'm an intactivist as well. I believe it's a human right for all people born to have intact bodies until the age of consent. I, I, in other words, I'm against gender... Uh, genital mutilation of either sex male or female the male one they call it circumcision it's just mutilation of of gentle genital region which is a fine decision to make if you're 18 and you want to declare a religion or a religious choice or whatever it is that you're doing a sexual choice or whatever this thing is but a little baby uh boy should not be strapped to a table and jacked off and cut against his crying and passing out. I wrote recently a poem called Forgiving Circumcision. Maybe I'll get to that. It's deep. I think um, this Catherine right here would appreciate it. She's just no holds barred. I love you guys. Did I say that? 
The Earth Child in the Grass by Catherine Mansfield. In the early morning, long before dawn time, I lay down in the paddock and listened to the cold song of the grass between my fingers the green blades and the green blades pressed against my body. Who is she leaning so heavily upon me? sang the grass. Why does she weep on my bosom, mingling her tears with the tears of my mystic lover? Foolish little earth child, it is not yet time. One day I shall open my bosom, and you shall slip in, but not weeping. Then in the early morning, long before dawn time, your lover will lie in the paddock. Between his fingers the green blades, and the green blades pressed against his body. My song shall not sound cold to him. In my deep wave he will find the wave of your hair. In my strong, sweet perfume, the perfume of your kisses. Long and long he will lie there. Laughing, not weeping. From 1911, I love her. This is just beautiful. Who wants to go lie in the grass now? And have the dew, the, the blades of grass, press upon us and love us? From past lovers? future lovers it's being swallowed into the grass so that you can lay with a man laying there another time or lay with a woman who's been there mystically arranging the earth spinning and loving us <laughs> Catherine Mansfield <sighs> I forgot uh, <laughs> That's it. Unbelievable. I don't think that's the last time I'm going to talk about Catherine Mansfield. Got a couple more things. I'm going to do the um, Forgiving Circumcision poem, if I can. See if that comes out okay. It's on my website. Oh, it should be. Yes, it is. The Voice of God is up now. That's a poem I wrote. Okay. Underneath... Is called Forgiving Circumcision. I was looking for a title that was uplifting, not negative, because it could be, it's easy to be negative around this topic. For me, uh, a circumcised, uh, mutilated man. Since I've gotten in touch with my feelings around this, I feel a little more healthy. A lot more health has come my way, sexually and otherwise. Um, just getting in touch with the, with the pain that I was forced to endure as a newborn baby uh, for sort of a you know controversial <laughs> reason. You ready? I was a few days old, a bundle of skin and effort. So feed me, please. <laughs> Put out the welcome mat. I've been prepping in a little bubble. I'm psyched to be out. Show me the way. <laughs> uh, uh, they're strapping me down. This is uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, I'm powerless. I can feel this, but barely see. 
I have no words. I cry. I let them know I'm against this course of action. Wait, wait. Uh, someone is rubbing a sensitive area, uh, but I trust them. Uh, th- this will be okay. Wait. Let the children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Mark 10.14 The pain of hindering. The scream is from a shocked God, the creator of all things, offended at the attack. Take heed, I'm sorry. Take heed that ye despise not one of these little ones. For I say unto you that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father, which is in heaven. Matthew 18.10 What's better, an old quote? The gospel? The Bible? Or ancient thought? Or nature itself? What is natural? What is rational? Did God screw up? Did evolution mess up? Is it more plausible that Bible stories are man or God-made? Could men or women be inspired by God or higher power to write? But is it possible we have injected our fallibility and perversions in these stories? Excuse me. Is alcohol a flammable liquid? Good to ever drink? (coughs) Excuse me. Wrong wrong tube. (laughs) Water. Good old CO2. I mean H2O. The story of Abraham talking to the Lord. I do not say in vain, by the way. All capitals, as in the Hebrew. Praise it. Where the Lord demands in praise. I'm sorry, I'm pausing, making sure I'm not saying this name in vain. Demands male mutilation to seal a vow? Is that the demand? Is it sound? Sensible? Rational? Should the Jew have his or her mutilation, but stay away from our health facilities? Those who respect the human rights of all babies? Don't hurt children. Don't abuse children. Guard them in the Christian way if you be Christian. Intervene for them if you care are, excuse me, and are in touch with the feelings of infant life. Protect children. Join the angels that bear God's face and keep them from harm. (sighs) I am a victim of child abuse. No one set out to harm. No one intended malice. The devil is an amazingly subtle, skillful foe who can Trojan horse into your most sacred rooms and infect our generations, our loves, our passions, our children. The only way clear is through enlightenment and care, the kind that comes through trying, showing up, and grace. Wide is the path to to destruction, and many are on it. Forgive them, Father, they know not what they do. Well, I think it's time to tell them what they're doing. Do we need baby whisperers to interpret their screams? We all know what is right in our minds and hearts as we connect with creation. Breathe deeply and meditate on God and right. 
Read the Tao Te Ching. Go with the flow. Do less and let the next baby born be a baby. Keep them out of your religion until they want to be in it. Or not. At a later date, let's stop the abuse before too late. God forgive circumcision. We forgive the writers of the Bible and others through history who have proposed it. I will convert fully to the Native American great spirit before I bow to a God that would advocate hurting little ones. I do not know. Truth comes to me in dreams and I write it all down. The gift I was given perhaps to make up for foreskin lost. I want to read that again. Truth comes to me in dreams, and I write it all down. The gift I was given, perhaps to make up for foreskin, lost. Perhaps I'll take my pain to the stage, make some chokes, plant my forgiveness tree in the next baby we save. Truth, with or without words, and nature's perfection places us in eternity the moment we listen to the real voice of God, not in books. I like that poem. So that's my first reading of that poem written last week. And I love you guys. Thanks. I'm going to uh, start to bow out and leave you what I, with what I think is a few minutes from last week's gardening session with the Regenerative Collective in Los Angeles, Northeast Los Angeles. Sort of, uh, we legally call the community Rose Hills Community. It's next door to El Sereno in North, Northeast Los Angeles. The native name for the area is Otsunya, and it means place of the roses. And we have native people by blood, and people like me who have converted to native beliefs and feelings while living here in this land of called America. Um, that's a long story. Amerigo Vespucci and all of that. Maybe we can take that on next week. I'm writing a, a law book right now for kids, maybe for high school age kids called law for the American people. And I'm getting into some of this history, but anyways, we'll stay with the word America for now and then dissect it another time. But um, I've collected in my for my podcast a few minutes of playing some music with my loving friends, beautiful friends. I, I can't. I don't know what to say. I love my young twenty, mid twenties, Native American gurus and friends. I say that because I learn every time I go and garden with them um, on Collis and Huntington Drive. Sundays from 11 to 2. And again, CIA, and it's people who don't like me if you're listening. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but um, I do think about it because we murder um, over the years, we've murdered our peace, peace lovers, peace, people who speak peace. And um, anyways, I'll just say I, I do love people who are violent and are having a hard time and confused and think murder is an okay thing to do. I just try to love them. Um, I, I'm so sorry that life has been that hard and, and it's painful for people and in bedevilments all over the place. Why it is the path to destruction? Many are on it. Narrow is the path to heaven and few are on it. It's just, it's hard. <laughs> it's just very difficult. 
I almost died in two drug overdoses. I'm, I'm sort of barely here. Uh, I pray before I eat. I pray before I do or say just about anything, um, if I can help it. Um, and I, and I'm making it through anyways. I love you guys. Thanks so much. And I'm going to try to leave you here with some music and whatever happened at that place. God bless. Hello, yes, I'm uh, here at the Regenerative Collective on the corner of Collis and Huntington Drive, Northeast Los Angeles. It used to not be called Los Angeles. It used to not be called El Sereno. It used to not be called Rose Hills Community. This used to be called Osunia, Place of the Roses, the native name. Regenerative Collective seeks to regenerate the soil, plant native plants, and to regenerate language, bring back native language, bring back the health of this region, the oneness of the people with the land. This is my friend Joseph, he's on the drums. He's made a bass drum of a Samsonite piece of luggage, and he's throwing it down. Andres is over here, he's a soccer player, he's keeping it real. He's Peruvian of background, and he brought Peruvian cookies that were the bomb. What are the, what are the Peruvian cookies called? They're called alfajores. Alfajores? This is uh, from my podcast, um, Build Poetique. Um, so we're at the collective. So Andres is here. We're chilling. What's this gentleman's name again? Do you want to be on my podcast? Okay. He's going to pass. And I'm also here, so I'm here with Joseph, sometimes I call him the chief, he's um, of native roots, he's helping with this collective on this corner, trying to regenerate soil. Someday I dream we can bring this all the way to City Hall, take this collective and regenerate the community all the way through and make this pretty again. Uh, with us also is, is Teresa, um, Chuk, Chuk, oh, last name is Chuk, Chuk, Chuk. And she's uh, the poet laureate of Altadena, but I, I call her the, my queen of Osimia Garden right here because she's also with Joseph, a leader of this regenerative collective. She's here uh, representing and planting and teaching me how to plant acorns into oak trees. And this is music now by Joseph. He just throwing this down for us. And watch out, because sometimes I got flows. If you give me a good enough beat, I'll just start throwing down stuff. Give me... uh, 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 uh. Regenerative Collective. Every Sunday, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., we're out here planting, talking, having ceremony, remembering. Don't forget what Merlin said. It's the doom of men that they forget. Regenerative Collective seeks to remember, to regenerate, and don't forget the word revolution. It's bringing things back. It's not always going into something new. It's going back. Sometimes you got to go back. We go forward too much, we might run right into a pole. That's what a car did earlier this morning. How you like it? How you like that Samsonite? 
It's cool, man. It's cool. It sounds good. That bass drum you hear, I gotta tell my people right here. The bass drum you hear on that bass, that's a piece of Samsonite luggage. I'm not kidding. I might have to take a picture. I don't know how I can podcast the picture. That's a Samsonite uh, piece of luggage. He's rigged. You have to be here to believe it. Alright. God bless it. I like that one. I like that one. You got something going right there. That's uh, Michael Jackson. Oh, let me hear the guy. <laughs> Rock with you? Rock with you, right? I never forget, I saw that old video from 79 up on a TV screen in Guadalajara, Mexico. I was down there in 1995, homesick. I was a little homesick. I was kind of over there, and in the in the shop of the of a you know TV shop was Michael Jackson just grooving, grooving that all the psychedelic colors and stuff like this. Yeah, nothing for video. All it's, it's just him dancing. Every once in a while, this little shadow. You seen that video? Little shadow. Disco theme. Little shadow, colored shadow. Every once in a while, he make a move, and the shadow would stay. Part two with the Regenerative Collective. I saw a hot go overhead. It was squawking. Saying hello. 